Well, I'm very creative and I just kind of have the urge to just try different things. And if I didn't have such a supportive team around me and if they weren't so like open to ideas, I don't think I would be this brave to like come up with ideas and do stuff by myself. One of my absolute favourite things on this Dirty Linen Food Podcast is to celebrate young talent. Hospitality relies on keen young professionals coming up through the industry. So I was really excited to be introduced to Camelia Holil. Uh, Camelia is a young chef in Perth. She's had experience at some great restaurants, including Vudemond in Melbourne and 2AM in Singapore. She also won second place at Melbourne's 2022 Excellence of Baking competition. And we're gonna hear all about what she's up to in Perth um, and what her aspirations are. Camelia, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hello, thanks you for having me. Really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to us. Um, Camelia, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got started in hospitality. Um, well, basically, I knew growing up that um, I was most creative with my, I'm just more creative and I'm good with my hands and everything. And I knew at school, um, my favorite subjects was probably hospitality and art. Um, and just in general, I think I got more started in hospital jobs because it was easier. And then that's when I got my foot in the door. Um, and from there, I just continued with my experience and I got a job at Rockpool as a hostess. And that's kind of where I saw what the pastry chefs did. And from there, like the head chef then, Ludo, he actually offered me an apprenticeship. And that's my basically my first cooking job. And that's when I started you know, getting my hands on and doing an actual course on it and like learning everything about it and the fundamentals and everything about the kitchen as well. So that, yeah, that's how I got started. Oh, I love that. So it's so interesting that you started off hosting. So front of house, I've just got this image of you just sort of like maybe seeing desserts go out to tables or maybe peeking into the kitchen and looking what was happening there. Like what was it about the the world of pastry that caught your eye? Um, I think... Uh, pastry in general is just very wholesome towards me because my mom and my sister are like the best bakers at home. Um, and in general, I just have a massive sweet tooth and it's just always, every time I go to a restaurant, I'm always intrigued what they have on the menu. And yeah, I just would think that the like dessert in general just makes everything for a meal and it makes the best meal and it's the best finisher. And when I saw like the stuff that the pastry chefs did, it's just, it looks like art and it looks so creative and artistic. And that's just something I always was interested in. And it's just so this endless, like you can do so many things with pastry. You can match so many flavors if it has the right balance. And yeah, that's basically why I was so fascinated in the first place. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I totally agree. I'd love to hear more about the baking that you saw at home. Like what was it about, what is it about your mom and your sister and, the, and what they create that um, really lights you up? Um, so my sister was actually the one that gave me the idea to start like decorating cakes because she kind of got into that just for fun. And then she made like cakes for her friends and her family. And then I started like hopping onto that train as well. Um, and it was just super fun to just, you know, it's just like an art, but you can like bake. And I just started making stuff for my friends and my mom, uh, my grandma had like the best recipes and my mom and her sisters and 
my aunties, my dad's side, whenever they'll come here, they'll just like be in the kitchen and it would smell so good and they'll make so many sweet stuff and we'd just get our hands in there and just get involved as well. And it was really, really fun and wholesome. And that's all I can remember from my childhood really is just the kitchen just smelling amazing. <laughs> that sounds so good. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's different doing it professionally, but tell us about your apprenticeship. What were some key moments or experiences? Um, well, it's very daunting to say the least, just hopping into the kitchen because I think it's a very different atmosphere from any other job. Um, and just like the, you know, the, the dynamic is just really hard to get used to. Um, but basically some key moments was that I was maybe like three months in or a few months in and my head chef actually came up to me. as like, oh, if you have any ideas, like you can try anything you want. Like if you want to have a go at putting something on the menu. Um, and that's like a pretty big deal if the head chef has a lot of trust to let an apprentice like be creative and do like just do something like you know, not, not many chefs have the opportunity to like put stuff on the menu and like try stuff at work. So that was basically one of the key moments. And um, as well as at Rockpool, we had a lot of collaborations and my head chef, he actually organized to um, do a collab with Vunamon because he previously worked there. Um, and then I kind of put my hand up to get involved and that's where I met Hugh. And then that's when I got the idea to like, Groven in Melbourne and do a stage. I didn't know what a stage was back then until they suggested it. And then also from there, like I met Janice Wong, who was also friends with my head chef. And I helped her with, um, I, th- I think it was called Pure Imagination at the art exhibition. Um, and that's where I met her. And then that's when I also was like, oh, I want to have a stage at your place as well. So that's when I went to Singapore and also did a stage there. Um, I also got involved in the baking competition at TAFE and I won the, um, the state one and that's when I got to fly to Melbourne to compete in the nationals. Um, more key moments. I think I remember when Neil Perry as well came into Rockville, that was very, very scary. Um, but actually my head chef sent me out to serve him a dish I came up with and that was, it was, so, it was a very scary moment, but it, it was worth it. Um, and yeah, so at that time I made like a yuzu tart, um, with like a white chocolate whip and pistachio ice cream. And that's just something I played with and my head chef was really happy with it. And he just kind of let me put it on the menu and that was really, really, yeah, that was, that was a key moment for sure. Wow. So many great experiences, Camelia. I mean, as you speak, I feel like, you know, you sound really quite brave putting your hand up for all these different opportunities and throwing yourself in. I mean, even just, you know, sure, you're given the opportunity to create a dish, but to go ahead and, you know, execute it, that's, um, that's you know, completely different. Like, that's, um, like, what is it that uh, gave you the fire to put your hand up for these kinds of things? Um. Well, I'm very creative and I just kind of have the urge to just try different things. Like you see cool stuff like other restaurants are doing. And if I didn't have such a supportive team around me and if they weren't so like open to ideas, I don't think I would be this brave to like come up with ideas and do stuff by myself. But I think it's really important like as you're learning to 
kind of just like play around and see what works and what doesn't work and just have more knowledge of like what what you can do with like the stuff that you have at work um and just finding time even like putting extra time like staying back as well is and you know being more patient with it is really important and yeah I think that's that's like really essential when you're learning as well just to like learn by yourself and like see what you can do Mm. Are there any aspects of pastry that you found really hard to master, like things that you've just had to try and try and try or that you're still working on now? Yeah, I would say like in general, like the ingredients that we work with is really temperamental and I make mistakes like every, nearly every day. Like you, you always make mistakes and um, I think it's really important to like get your like organization and clean cleanliness right first um before you can start you know start your day and everything but uh, I think what I'm trying to master at the moment just working in chocolate it, it splits really easily and work like knowing how to work with it and knowing the temperature and everything it, it's it's such a simple ingredient but you can mess it up so easily and yeah, I'm trying to get my organisation and my flow right as well and I'm still working on that. Camelia, tell us where you're working now because you finished your apprenticeship, haven't you? Uh, yes, yeah, so I got signed off um, early October and at the moment, um, so I did my second year of apprenticeship in at Wildflower in Perth. Um, so I'm still working there as a casual and I'm also working at Madalena's in Freo as a casual as well. Okay, and what's the like? Give us a sense of those two workplaces. What are the differences there? Um, it's a big difference because Wildflower is more fine dining, and majority is like set menus. Like every, everyone for dinner gets a set menu, so you kind of have an idea of what how many people are coming in, like what you have to make for them, and they have um, a pre dessert, a main dessert. Um, cheese we do bread as well pastry does bread and we have petty fours so it's it's a whole other section that you have to manage your own part like you get your own dockets and everything um and in madalena's is more kind of like a casual dining so it's a good balance because it's more like simple desserts it's not more like intricate and i think it's a good balance for me in having these two varieties in my life because it's so beneficial for my growth as well and at Wildflower, uh, it, they focus a lot on native ingredients, don't they? Yeah. What's it like working with some of those? Um, it's crazy, like, what you can do with natives as well. Like, this, when I first started, um, I had no idea, like, what like what wattle seed was and lemon myrtle and all this native stuff. And it's really, really cool how they can incorporate that in every dish. Um, but yeah, it's really big. It focuses on the seasons as well. Um, and yeah, the menu is constantly changing following the seasons and what, what's like most available as well. Camelia, it sounds like you've had, you know, really good mentors and guidance through your career. What would you say makes a good mentor? You know, like if an, if a more senior chef is listening to this and, you know, they need the, the young people coming up, like what would you say that they could do to, to really help keep someone engaged and keen? Um, I think it, I think everyone can be a good mentor. I think you just need to have a really good relationship with your apprentices and the people you're training. But 
me personally, I learn best with my eyes and I just need someone to give me time and patience to like show me something and be, I, I as well have to be super um, observant um, and analyze how they work and why. And I think um, they just really need to like set the bar high and have high expectations for you and just always encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and yeah, and also like give you really good feedback and progress of how and like um just tell you how you're going and how you've progressed because they just need to be honest as well um but yeah and I think yeah I think my mentors have taught me a lot about patience and new techniques and timing and organization and that's kind of how I I think I got where I am today because they had really, really, really good backgrounds as well. Like working at Rockpool and Wildflower, they are really, really big on how you work and you just got to make sure that everything's right and you just don't want to mess up because you just don't want to disappoint them as well because they have so much high expectations for you. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's interesting to me that you've done competitions. Like tell me about your motivation for doing that and, and what the experience is like. Um, it's very stressful to say the least, but... I think it's so important that you put yourself out there and just it's basically showcasing your skills and you're coming into a, you know another state and there's so many people at this like conventions and they they're really amazed at what you can do and you just have to take you, you can take full control and you can use all your creativity that you have and you just really need to put yourself out there and be really committed to it. What kind of mindset do you have to have in that competition setting? Um, I think you have to want to win for sure I like it's, it's good to give it a go but you just have to put a lot of effort and a lot of patience and time towards yourself and yeah that's that's really important because I just I don't think it's worth it if you don't if you're not there to win it and what I mean do you see more competitions in your future like what are some of your ambitions overall yeah so I wanted attempted again so I did the BAA competition at TAFE and I'm actually going to do it again in Melbourne in June, I think. Um, and some other ambitions. Well, firstly, I really, really want to win that. <laughs> and um, I would love to be maybe a head pastry chef one day and teach others what I've learned and what I'm yet to learn and make sure they have the best experience in HOSPO. Um, and I think my ultimate goal is just opening up my own dessert and tea bar and have like plated desserts, very artistic plating and just something really, really unique. Wow. I mean, what was that experience like going to Janice Wong at 2am in Singapore? Like for people who don't know that place and I haven't been there myself, like tell us about it and, you know, is that something that was very inspiring to you? Um, it's a very, very different style of pastry and I don't think that style is really big in Australia but um, Janice Wong is more so like artistic and she uses more like Asian flavors and Asian inspired dishes and the elements are just very, very artsy, I would say. And it was a really, really, really good experience. It like flying to another country, going overseas and working with people that you don't know and you don't know what it's like there. And it's, it's scary, but everyone there was very, very welcoming. Um, and the girls there were so nice enough to spend time with me outside of work as well um and yeah it was a really good experience in my opinion 
Wow, that's amazing. Um, I mean, we've talked about mentors, but what about yourself as someone who can give advice with your experience? Like, what would you say to someone who's considering a career in hospitality? What's what's it like to work in food? Um, I think you should definitely, before anything, I think you should do your research and just have have a go. But I think people need to realise to take things slow once your foot's in the door. Like you don't have, you can't expect to jump straight into cooking. Um, I think the first year is really more about discipline and dedication and commitment and knowing what you can offer towards your workplace as well. Um, and if you have those qualities, your your peers and your mentors will, they will really notice that as well. Um, and just always set goals. You just always have to set goals. You can't just like come into work and just, just like those, you know, t- tunnel vision into work. I think you really need to set goals every time you come in and just try and achieve them every time. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very it's a very draining job sometimes. And the reality of it is that you you do have to put in a lot of work. And you know, what are the payoffs? Like, what's the most satisfying thing about your career in food so far? Um, I would say. The most satisfying is maybe um, getting to see like my ideas like on a plate as well. And I'm really lucky to have worked with, at a place where they just are really open to like creativity and having others put their stuff on the menu. Um, and seeing how far I've come and finding my own personal success is really, really satisfying as well. Because if I wouldn't have thought I'd be here like, three years ago like it's just never I've never would guess that I'd be here today um and yeah that's probably the most satisfying um so Camila if I came to one of the restaurants that you're working at what dessert would you just love to put in front of me oh um something like it it depends like on the weather but I would have loved to like maybe put like a warm dish I would say maybe like a like a butter pudding, like a brulee pot butter pudding with maybe like, uh, like a buttermilk ice cream, something that that's like really warm and just it's just like you can't. It's just always good. Like you you can't fail it. It's just yeah, something that's always always going to be really good. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so I'm definitely e- eating that, and it sounds amazing. What about something really light and fresh and zingy? Oh, I think the next thing I want to try is something with like mayo le- lemons um that's like a cross between like lemons and oranges um yeah like maybe like a like a sorbet like a mayo lemon sorbet with brown butter that would sound really good <laughs> oh yum yep that does sound really good uh anything with brown butter is perfectly fine in my world <laughs> um camellia I wish you so much success with the competitions, with your workplaces and with, yeah, all your hopes and dreams. Um, It's been so wonderful to have you on the podcast. I think what you're, the way you're speaking and the way that you're um, approaching your career will be really inspiring for a lot of other people. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We wanna hear from you as well. 
If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.